Welcome to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show helps founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. What's for season three? This season is for creators and creatives in the digital economy. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Welcome to Wicked Thoughts. Um, I'm, it's, yeah, I really appreciate that you took time today to um, chat with me. Just some mm-hmm. sort of coffee talk, um, nothing serious and all. But <laughs> yeah, for this season, um, I'm featuring creators and creatives. Mm-hmm. And when I mentioned that, Ian mentioned you, like, you were top of his mind when I said creators and creative. So yeah, just wondering if you could introduce yourself to our viewers and our listeners as well. Okay. Um, my name is Veronica and I'm a voice actor. I'm also a digital marketer and I do that on my day job. And I'm also a free diver. <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant. But yeah, those are the things I do. I sometimes stream as well. So yeah. Yeah, I actually checked your profile. I think when Ian mentioned that you would be the perfect um, this, the guest for the show, um, I looked at your profile and then I saw some TikTok videos. Like They were really well done like you've been it down like you really have a good voice huh? so you mentioned that you are really a a voice over art artist and yeah like before i started this i just started googling your name i saw your work like from back in 2015 you had really uh great clips right there so yeah before we talk about the things that you're doing which is a lot Mm -hmm. like right now (laughs) Maybe we can get started with, you know, like college, perhaps. Like, how did you get into all the things that you're doing right now? So before that happened, who was Veronica? Um, Someone very confused. (laughs) (laughs) When when I was, um, I started out with my voice acting or I discovered my ability to do Mm. these things when I was in elementary I'm correct. Yeah. Um, but officially, I, I just did that on the side. Like, I would just do it for my friends back then. Um, Harry Potter was a very big thing. Mm. So um, I did a lot of voice impressions for Harry Potter characters. For which character? Um, mostly, at that time, um, um, Daniel Radcliffe, even um, Emma Watson, um, not really Rupert, but uh, I would try. Now I, I can't do Daniel, obviously, because, you know, his, his voice has grown. And <laughs> mine is very female. <laughs> but yeah, Emma Watson. And um, I went as far as to um, lie to my friends that I was cousins with Daniel Radcliffe. And I would um, call them. Yes, <laughs> yes, I would call them on the phone and pretend to be them. So it was very funny. <laughs> That was that's a whole other illness. <laughs> what? what illness? It's actually quite fun, huh? You must have provided a lot of entertainment for the Potter heads, right? Like you. I hope so. <laughs> now I just laugh about it, and my friends do just laugh about it. So yeah, I mean, a good thing came out of it in the end. And so in college, you what course did you take? If I, if I may ask, yeah, architecture actually. Wow. Yes. And I only took that because um, my primary 
goal in life is to become an archaeologist and yeah. at that yeah and at that time it wasn't readily available so when I was in college so I took up the next thing I liked which was archaeology I mean which was architecture so yeah but I wasn't really able to finish it due to family reasons and I had to take care of my family as well so I quit that and started working but before that I'll just rewind a little yes um, please yes for my voiceovers I started doing that officially for a radio station I remember for monster radio um I did that officially with them when I was 13 years old so That's so young yeah <laughs> You're so I, basically you're the same age, almost the same age as my son right now, and you were doing that uh, yeah, for a radio yeah. station, nonetheless. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was it was funny because I just called up the station and I told them, "Hey, I can do voices." And, and you know, I think it was yeah, it was Doctor Phil at that time. I remember, and he was like, "Oh, really? Try it. Uh, try doing one now." And then I did it, and he's like, "Oh, oh, you should come over the station," and I did. So that's oh where I gosh. met everyone from Chow to um, Paolo Walker. So, yeah. And then eventually Dr. Phil as well, the man himself. That must have, the, the, I mean, that's really amazing. Huh? Like you're so young and then you're doing that uh, sport. But um, so after doing that for a radio, how long did you get to work with these people? Um, I only did that for like, just for a few, sorry, for a few projects, because mm. I was still underage at that time, and my my sure. parents, yes, <laughs> my parents wanted me. What to did work. they say when they learned that you were working for a radio station? Were they? I wasn't awesome? really working, but more like <laughs> I I did projects with them. Right, um, it right. was it was like uh, I went there and they told me to do a bit, and I did it, something mm. like that. So. Or floaters, stingers. I even got my friends to join me as well, and they did their part too. So, you know, it, it was, I gave them an experience. So, there. Um, but eventually, uh, I had to concentrate on my studies, but mm. it was always there. Um, I was always parroting people and how they spoke and the mannerisms that came along with it to copy mm. that voice or that kind of accent. So, eventually when you know that happened in college and I had to drop out and start working the first thing that went into my head was to work for a radio station and that's how I got into Y101 and that's how I started and at first I was just a newscaster mm. and I remember trying to play with my voice you know trying to do different accents and they would always say oh I tried just sticking with one accent <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, because I had to actually learn the American accent. It, uh -huh. it was a reverse for me because people thought I, I had to learn um, the English accent or what mm -hmm. how people call it, the British accent. British. It's actually English, yeah. But um, so it was it was reverse for me. Uh, back when I was a, a a kid, maybe around five years old, four four years old. My dad would watch a lot of news from different news media and it would be from different countries. And he would always tell me to identify each language or each accent um, according to which country or which nationality spoke. So right. that's how it started. I, I would 
like to thank that it started that way. And then I would see these um, BBC anchors and I would try to follow what they, or how they spoke, you know? And at that time it was Alan Rickman and Jeremy Irons with the big voices and the very deep baritone like voices. And it was like, and that's very cool that they can do all these things. And then I'm, I came across Robin Williams who did tons and loads of characters so that really inspired me to do, <laughs> to do that like I want to do that too I want to follow voices so yeah it just progressed from there and I had to learn the American accent along the way because um it's being made fun of so <laughs> you know so yeah um but I started with a very neutral accent and then I gained um the English accent and eventually the I like that accent. eventually. <laughs> I can do that. Like, <laughs> you must be like super fun to talk to with your friends. Like when they hang out with you, they hear all these different accents and like you're following all their mannerisms and all that. Like you must be a fun girl to hang out with. Yeah, because I make fun of people. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, who was your favorite to impersonate? Do you call that impersonation? It's the same, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? So well, who's your favorite? Yeah. Um, I would say favorite in terms of I can do her well. <laughs> I can do her, <laughs> can well. do her very well. <laughs> would be um, Emma Watson, Hermione, and then she does Hermione impressions. And um, when, when we're talking about fun and enjoyment and doing it, you know, for the for the fun of it, it would be um, Tara Strong, uh, Timmy Turner, actually. But that hurts my 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 throat sometimes. But you know, um, when I do it for a very long time, but it's very fun to do because it's funny. To oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, your career progression—you didn't um, just delve into like voice acting, and you no. actually have a lot on your list right now. You're also yeah. a marketer. Uh, you also own Cebu's as well. Like you're the co-founder. Like yeah. juggling all of these, how did you? How do you manage to do that? Um, not as well as people think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually struggle with a lot of things, um, especially when it comes to motivation. Um, it's not easy to find, uh, you know, the misconception or the misunderstanding of how they think I am or how I work is very, you know, I, I can I curse? <laughs> is it no? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've effed up a lot of things, you know, um, along the way. It wasn't a perfect streak, you know. Um, uh. I don't know how some people do it uh, when they are fully motivated to do something and um nothing can stop them i yeah so it for someone like me um i'm currently suffering um certain mental illnesses that that deter me from from pushing through and getting what i really want in life so it, it's very difficult for me to manage that and just recently i just woke up one day and said i have to do something about this Mm -hmm. So I have to fix that. And because I really did, when I say I effed up a lot of things along the way towards this point right here, it, I really did. Um, it wasn't a clean streak. It wasn't perfect. There were a lot of things that I did wrong. But, you know, you, 
you learn these and then you sort of learn from your mistakes as they would say and yeah now i'm trying to regain what i've lost and at the same time also try and motivate myself because i think it's very um people don't talk about it a lot because they think it's it's more like a taboo here you know That's mental true. health yeah, yeah Actually, mental illness I agree. yeah so i understand why people are not very open to um, discussing these things because um, I actually have a friend uh, who opens up to me and talks to me mm-hmm. about his struggles and his frustrations and his uh, recurring mental illness and he can't approach his family because his family doesn't believe in it so um, a lot of us in my case I always thought of myself as lazy I always thought like I never have the drive to do anything I'm lazy. I don't. I. I always depend on things. I. I feel so privileged, but at the same time, during these moments, I also um, garnered self-awareness, and mm-hmm. at the same time, so it even amplified my thought of myself being a very lazy person that I can't. I'm not capable of achieving such things because I know that I'm just going to bring myself down even further. So sometimes I don't even bother doing these things because I know other people are better off doing that than me which is very wrong um, I think everyone should you know when the opportunity is right there you should grab it so I spoke to different um, it was just recently last year actually that I got, gathered up the courage to actually um, seek a professional so um, and this year as well I did it again and they were like, no, you're not lazy. It's just your um, your past um, is getting in the way and your traumas are getting in the way of this and that. So I think it's just a matter of managing yourself and managing your mental health. And, and it's okay if it takes a while, we're not perfect. Don't compare your pace to another person's pace. It will always vary. It will always be different. Sorry, I'm, I am smacking my microphone. It will always be different, and it will always be because um, we're different. We're different. We're built different. I'm a different human being. You're a different human being. Another person is different, and you function in a different way. So, of course, it's understandable that our pace will be different as well. And never compare. Never, never. You know, never tell somebody that oh, but I have that kind of sickness too, but I'm capable of doing it. Don't say that. That is horrible. Yeah. And, you know, um, you might have, or another person might have, or might be suffering this, let's just say, let's just put a word, depression, and and you're going to tell that other depressed person or your friend that, well, I have that too. I'm suffering from it, actually. I have it worse, but I'm functioning well. I'm doing this and that, which isn't really going to address the situation, you know? So So people just, yeah, I don't know why people do that. Like you're sharing about something and then they just tell me, well, me too. That's what's happening to me. Like, just listen. (laughs) Yeah, that's very important, you know? Um, So I always tell people that when somebody opens up to you and you're not ready you're not ready to talk to that person or you're not ready to listen to that person, then tell that person that you're not ready. It, it, it's okay. 
yeah mm -hmm. so it, if somebody goes up to you and says can i talk to you i'm really going through something and if you're not ready yourself you can just say oh i'm so sorry i'm i'm also going through something or i'm not emotionally ready to to handle this and that you know just be honest and say maybe next time we can talk about it or if you really want to pursue this you can say that or if you don't want to pursue it you can just end it there you know i mean instead of forcing yourself to go through something and then you end up hurting each other and that's going to be an even worse yeah than what you started with so it's also important to ask you know like um, do you want me to listen or do you want me to give you advice? Because some people already know what they have to do, yeah. but they're just, they just want to let it out. They just want to like rant. a sounding board. Yeah. Yes, a sounding board, correct. And so, yeah, I think it's very important to pay attention to that. And, and, and you know, um, what you see on social media, of course, um, it's already, I wouldn't say fabricated. Um, well, some of them are, but I would say it's just social media is what people want you to see from their from their point of view you know what they they want to dictate what you what they want you to think of them i can't brain i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so, i think you yeah. got that right more like yeah. a curated version of you because you don't yeah. post everything at all right like yeah you might have that highlight reel on social media but doesn't mean that on the the on you know the offline version of you that's everything it's not yeah, yeah. it's really not it's mm. far from that and a friend of mine who is um uh actually uh helping me out with what i'm going through right now told me that um not to compare myself to these things online especially to celebrities influencers um even your own friends because mm you don't see what goes on behind that. And you don't see the struggle that goes on behind that as well. So, you know, just live your day, support everyone you want to support. <laughs> and right. together you can, you know, hopefully succeed in what you want to do. Right. Genuinely. So we, we would call this like, you have faces in your day or like faces in your um, month wherein you feel like okay I'm very productive today but in the next few days I might feel like like shutting myself off from the world you know yeah. I, I feel that too like uh, there are days when I just say okay I'm gonna do everything today check mm -hmm. stuff in my checklist but then like the next day I would decide like okay like I changed my mind <laughs> like, yeah let me or just you just have zero motivation thing, yeah. you know like <laughs> I think it's important that people take it break i think yeah. i i i learned that the hard way i didn't and i collapsed it it was just i did not want to do anything for an entire month so i i i learned from that that i should take a break and take As, it yeah easy. i mean look at your look at what you've success i mean the things that you've done so far like you used to spin for clubs <laughs> and bars like how often was this before <laughs> I was did, did you have to do this every day i don't know um, it was a it was it was my primary job at that time uh, uh -huh. so um yeah there was a especially during my early 20s where i had to um where i was at the bar every weekend or at the club every <laughs> week I, that's fast-paced life right there i can't yeah, imagine i don't know <laughs> was, i'm just thankful that i wasn't 
a smoker or else I would have destroyed my voice eventually, you know, mm -hmm. or, or early on. I mean, I'm not saying uh, I might not lose it, but, you know, um, it was a very unhealthy environment. <laughs> and at that time, there were no smoke designated smoking areas. It was just the designated smoking area was the entire club. <laughs> you went home smelling like a cigarette. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. How so, long did you do that? Like oh bars gosh. every weekend and all that? I would say almost like 10 years or more. I would say. Wow. Yeah, I think more than 10 years now. Oh, gosh. So, so yeah, that, that it's fun. I do it for the music. Um, but recently, I have been lying low and not really doing that much because of I just grew into my own music niche. So mm. um, I don't like playing pop music or top 40s. So I have my own thing and I want to play that own thing. So there are people who still play top 40s and good for them. That's, you know, that's their thing. I just don't like to dwell into that. I'm, I'm sick of it. I don't want to play what I hear on the radio or so what I hear. What's your own thing? What's Veronica's own thing? Um, and music-wise, it yep. would be, uh, let's just say, breakbeat, alternative, rock, heavy metal, um, hip-hop and R&B, so um, drum and bass, big beat, so a lot of the prodigy, um, Chemical Brothers, you see Fluke, and then you've got um, Notorious B.I.G., yeah, TLC. Yeah, you know, the nineties, nineties, nineties kid right here. Yes. <laughs> so a That's lot of jam. that, <laughs> exactly, and a lot of Marilyn Manson as well. I, I just, I like genre. I like different genres, and I like putting them all together. Except for country, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. can't country. You can't, can't Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can't Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. But, you know, all respects to her. She has her own thing as well. But I, I'm just not into that kind of music. So, yeah. <laughs> well, how about you? How did you get started with digital marketing? Like this part, you, you, you were in a club, you were, you were a DJ. And then there's a part there where you started offering digital marketing services. Um, wow. No, that how actually came before. Even before that. I remember ah. um, when I was in college... Uh, I it was face it was Facebook at that time. Mm -hmm. um, no Friendster? You didn't go into I, I I had yeah, I, <laughs> I had Friendster. <laughs> but the but the um promoting things and, and asking people to, you know, uh, inviting people, it was very Facebook. And you know, it carried on with me as I went with these different ambitions and hobbies. And um, it naturally at that time there was no such thing as a social media officer or whatever you know um, that's true yeah yeah but I was being hired to do those things to take care of Facebook Twitter and eventually Instagram but it was mostly Facebook Twitter and Google AdWords at that time now it's Google Ads so yeah these very these are very <laughs> um, it's like the content creation part right like we have yeah. to create content for and and on behalf of brands, I would yes. say, yeah. Which is I understand ironic. that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're doing digital digital <laughs> marketing as well. Were you able to yeah. use your voice across these 
um, campaigns that you're running for brands? Um, yeah, some of them would be like, oh my God, you do voiceovers, you're a voice actor, do you mm-hmm. want to do a video for us? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And so, you know, it, it came naturally, but most of these are very corporate videos, so I don't really post them as much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't really like doing corporate videos, but um, sometimes I do. I mean, I mean, when somebody asks me to do or get me for a gig, of course, I agree, but as to go as far as to look for these jobs jobs yeah no like i'm i'm it's not fun it's not fun enough for sure no yeah <laughs> i i even told myself like you have to realign yourself and you know um concentrate on one thing and that one thing i wanted to pursue is voice acting when it came to my voiceovers so yeah and hopefully i i, I can succeed in that even just for a bit to earn enough and then um what do you call this and then pay for college and then i because i want to go back to school oh and, okay yeah, yeah and study archaeology and, and so you really that. want to finish that whole archaeology yeah um... i really want to pursue that <laughs> and become amazing. an archaeologist so yeah, <laughs> yeah. an archaeologist that can do voiceover yeah. <laughs> imagine doing your own documentary <laughs> right exactly oh my god i'm so I'm gonna look forward to that. Like your oh, own so. documentary, you doing the voiceover <laughs> and the acting as well. Why not, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm, oh my I'm very um, introverted. But you know, when when it comes to things like this, like we're on we're online, and you, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a bit more comfortable as if as to a setting where I have to go meet you and. I might be more awkward. I might be more, you know. But you know, I think, I think this is the fun thing about technology is that you know, it helps <laughs> with my confidence. Well, I'm with you on that because I'm an introvert <laughs> as well. Like I'm, I'm a huge introvert. But then there are things that you have to do for work, right? That's true. Like, that's this true. is not really like work, work because I yeah. love doing this. The yeah. like, doing interviews and a podcast. But for me, these are more like experiments, right? Um, things that I want to do because I haven't done it yet so this is just the season three we're just around like 20 ish episodes oh congratulations yeah thank you that's a lot of episodes (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot and then people would say like um, hey this is the only podcast that I I actually listen to on Spotify people would say that and I would say like you you have to go watch or like listen to other episodes uh, other podcasts as well but yeah I mean I love the support of the people around but for me it's just the thing like I love you know, talking to people, talking to yeah, you, yeah. and you sharing out this the, your your talent, your energy, right? With yeah. with these conversations. So, like on your end, what do you do as well, like as a hobby or as things hobby. that you do on the side? Um, <laughs> a lot of things that come up, but um, it's funny that you mentioned that about blogging and about content creation, especially right. when it comes mm-hmm. to video. Um, actually heard that introverts like us make the best bloggers so <laughs> yeah because you know we're more comfortable when we're just talking to ourselves or it's when we pour in. out our energies <laughs> yes and you know in the, in the safety of our own space true, <laughs> so, true. <laughs> so that's what i heard and i i kind of agree with that it's just that um i think i have a lot of my on my plate right now and i can't concentrate on vlogging so um, i'm putting that on the side and 
right now all I'm doing is just hanging out with my dogs and being here with my daughter as well. And your dog mom and you yeah, have a daughter. Yeah, I have a human daughter and <laughs> of course dog daughter and uh, I have a a dog son. <laughs> a dog son. How many dogs do you have? I have just two. one. Two. Two. <laughs> two big dogs. How is it raising a kid like in the middle of a pandemic? They're doing online schooling, right? Yeah. Is it the same as well with you? Yeah, um, it was actually quite normal uh, because we've already gone through this before. Uh, mm. She tried homeschooling oh, at some wow. point. Yeah, and then mm. went back to regular school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't really a new experience for her. So I'm quite thankful for that, that she went through that ahead of time. But she does prefer going to uh, actual school, like interacting with friends. See, with my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Agree with you. you know, imagine being here with your mom. And the dogs. <laughs> and the dogs, she, she doesn't mind the dogs more than me. <laughs> she likes the dogs. But yeah, um, but we're also quite thankful to be able to hang out a lot now and get to know each other more. I mean, before we're all, we've always been very close. Uh, we have a very great relationship. She calls me her best friend. So it's a, it's a good dynamic between both of us and oh. transitioning to an at home setting was very easy. I would say, I, would, I wouldn't even say transitioning because there was really nothing to transition only, you know, the schedule, but anything emotionally or mentally, there was really not much. Yeah. And how about the when you were doing homeschooling, were you her teacher? Yeah, I was her teacher, and she would also study herself. She is a very studious. Um, oh, child. lucky you, mom! Right? <laughs> <laughs> she likes to study. She likes to, you know. And when it's during class hours, she really does listen because she wants to eliminate the 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 aftermath of having to study again because. She didn't listen the first time. So, you know, I wish I was like that. Because I'm not like that. <laughs> did, she, <laughs> did she mention the things that she wanted to be when she grows up? Like at this age, I think they, they do that. I have a 15-year-old. Uh, no, he's still 14. Yeah. He's going to argue with me. Oh. I, always, I always say that he, he's 15 because <laughs> he's turning 15 this year. But he would say, Mom, yeah. I'm 14. Okay. It's only no. like a year. <laughs> but I think at this age, he's they holding start on to it. About, yeah, he's holding on to it indeed. <laughs> but at this age, they start to think about what they want to do in the future, right? Did she mention that as well with you? They do. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Did she say that she wants to be a voice art. artist just like yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Hers is a bit more specific. It's gotten even more specific as she got older. Um, so the, the, the first time was, um, you know, she was like, I want to be an astrophysicist. And then oh. I want to study the stars. It, it started out like that. So, you know, she was still young then. And then I was like, okay, you know, like go for it and study. And I introduced her to all these videos that had, you know, with um, astronomy and right. um, the cosmos. And then she met Carl Sagan at that time. And now she's really reading his books. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I thought this, this, this was just going to be a phase and she was just <laughs> going to change her mind. Now that she's turning 11 this year, she was like, mom, 
I actually want to study in the UK and I want to pursue um, astrophysics there. And, you know, oh my gosh. Plans. It's very detailed. Plans, like, okay. Mom, <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. Get a job. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one of the, my, you know, my main motivators that I have to right. remind myself right. of that she wants to do these things. And I don't want her to miss out on that, like I did with my archaeology. So um, go for it. <laughs> go for that's it. What that's the only thing we can say, though, as moms, right? Like, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> like eight to 10 years from now, if that's still what you want, then okay, let's go. <laughs> Oh gosh, we have a lot of saving up to do. Like mine as well. That's that's what I do with my kid. Like yeah. I always talk to him. And then I think the other day he just told me like, "Mom, you know when I have two kids, oh. I'm gonna have one who's a doctor and the other one would be a lawyer." And then instead of thinking, "Oh my God, he he wants like a doctor and a lawyer," in my mind it was like he wants two kids. <laughs> God, you're planning. He already that has far? a plan. <laughs> Oh, my. it's just very interesting how these how they the Gen Z's right she's a Gen Z as well for sure yeah she is Mm. and I think it's a good thing especially um our relationship with them Mm. I I would say that you know my relationship with my parents was great they were great parents I I won't Mm. say I, I won't deny that or I won't try to tarnish that but you know you can always there's always that wall you know that there are some things that you just don't want to tell your parents or you know you have a lot of you want to hide from your parents things like that because you feel scared you know and true, true. I feel like with her she doesn't have that with me and I think that's such an improvement and I believe that you and your son if, if he talks to you about the kids he wants no, then right? I'm pretty sure that, you know he's very he talks comfortable to me about a lot you. of things and you have yeah. a beautiful relationship with your daughter as well. Do you take her Thank to you. your environmental advocacies as well? You mentioned you're doing yeah. that as an advocacy. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, um, she actually went with us to build trash cans around Mualwal. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know how well they're doing, how well those trash cans are doing now. But we did. Um, because, you know, I've always, I was always into that cleanup the beach thing and and all these band-aid solutions but at the end of the day it's always going to go back to um how it was if you don't educate the people in that community so Mm -hmm. i feel like you shouldn't just rehab rehabilitate the environment but you have to rehabilitate the people that live in it that's true you know make them understand the importance of it so yeah that that's how i handle my child as well and i tell her about these things that yeah we can clean it up now but it's just going to get dirty again if you know um we don't tell them why we have to clean up yeah yeah my kid as well he said something like you know what mom the thing about our generation he was talking about the gen z's the thing about our generation is that we the Gen Zs are cleaning up the mess from you guys, from the millennials. And I was like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> he said, like, you yeah. didn't build these policies and now we have these climate, climate change thing. He was talking a lot about stuff like that. I was like, I, I, I don't know about it. <laughs> it's not my fault. I told him it's not yeah. my fault, you know. That, why are you 
blaming yeah. this on us. But they're they have that kind of awareness yeah. that we don't have, right? Yeah. I don't know. Which is yeah. good as well. I mean, yeah. I, I will agree with him to an extent that it is a generational thing, but not millennials. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's more on the the generation before us. So mm-hmm. um because we know we just entered adulthood. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we're all trying to adult here like yeah, adulting mode you're giving just, us all these responsibilities evolved. right we didn't do that i'm sorry no we, didn't do that. no we want the same things too you know we want um we want um what do you call this you want to clean up the mess that was left and actually if you look at it statistically the millennials have gone through too much <laughs> not only environmentally but economically as well we just suffered through so many depressions in in when it and comes now to this money. pandemic and now yeah. this pandemic <laughs> but like, the thing is you, imagine just... this yeah imagine this veronica huh like we are going through this pandemic together with our kids so it's something yes. that together with them when they grow older we're gonna say like hey do you remember that time when we had this pandemic and we were locked down inside our house but the yeah. beauty about that is we're actually bonding with them right yes <laughs> And, you know, maybe we can just tell them we're actually trying to work with you to clean up the mess. Exactly. <laughs> you yes. know, we're working with you. We, let's, we can do this. And I think, I also think the beauty of that, of them being that aware is you don't even have to go through the transition of passing it on, you know, because they already are aware of that. So there's nothing to pass on per se. It's, it's more on... Your responsibility as a parent not only to educate your child with the academics but also everything that's going on around the world yeah so it's very important and him saying those things to you means that you've also opened up these things to him and exposed him to these things mm-hmm. which is very yeah. important so um i think more parents should do that more parents should be more um what do you call this empathetic and should start listening to their children so i agree with you you. i agree with you on that so yeah i you also mentioned that you're doing sabus it's actually a really good branding huh how did you come up with that thank you um actually it was my friend uh Uh his name is anton olan um Uh he founded this and he founded sabus in a it was still at the state of um, just um, just selling liquor to friends, you know, and then Carrie, um, another partner of mine, um, you know, Carrie and I are well acquainted. And then he opened it up to me that, you know, oh, I have this friend and he has this, um, he's starting a liquor business and this and that. How do you do this? How do you do that? And I was like, you know what? I, I, even, I offered my services for free. Just add me to your Facebook and I'll do it for free. And then you offered you know, it for free. Girl. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I looked at the page and saw that, you know, um, this has this this actually has potential and right. it could actually be something. So yeah, I was like, yeah, let's let's just do it for free. I don't care. I, I went into it really thinking that I really wouldn't get anything. And when he would, you know, when he would start earning or he would gain momentum, then it was up to him if he wanted to continue the partnership or not mm-hmm. and and so far well we're still together all of how, us how so. long is this like when when was this, this founded was two years ago mm. two um june 2019 i would say and then we met up 
I would say August of 2019. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we kind of built it together, just the three of us. And then now we're five people and there are five heads under Cebu's and we're, we're growing. And so yes, slowly but surely, but we still okay. consider ourselves as a starter business. <laughs> Right, but but to clear it up, it's an online store, am I right? Yes, it's an online store. And ironically enough, it 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 launched when the pandemic started and the lockdown started. So. Right, and people were looking for booze. Yeah, were you <laughs> able to sell a lot? We were sure, able right? to sell a lot. Yeah, it was, oh, it was very hectic. Yeah. You, <laughs> it was but it was a good hectic. <laughs> we were blessed with that kind of hectic. So yeah. And we're going very strong and we hope to represent Cebu and we hope to carry on the branding that is Cebu, you know, because it's very important to us as well that um, we stick with our roots and, you know, as That's we grow, admirable that you carrying the Cebu brand in the booze mode, yeah. <laughs> like in the booze retail the industry. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if they want to buy from you, where do they go? They go to cebus.com. You can also uh-huh. find us on Facebook and Instagram. Right. And uh, you carry all kinds of liquor, I assume. Yeah. Like if I would look for limoncillo there. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it in Rome? <laughs> but I love that. Like I'm having a hard time looking for that, to be really? honest. Yeah, well, yeah. We haven't really updated everything yet, but we will. <laughs> but if there are but if there are brands that you're looking for that are not on the in the website, then all you have to do is just call us so we can take care of that for you and we'll find we'll find what you're looking for everywhere. So Ah, um, okay. We'll, so I don't need to go to Rome or Italy just to look for that. No. <laughs> Hopefully you just might. on your side. You know yeah. what? I'm just going to open it right now and see what okay. we carry. But I have a I have a teammate uh, for for another team that I'm managing. Is this the one like Cebu Boozy? No. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Cebu's.com. Right, right. I'm looking for it. Yeah, but I'll search for it later. Na lang. <laughs> but they're looking for like kulafo, like the classics, Bitao. <laughs> yeah, fighter wines. Fighter wine. You don't carry that, right? That's oh, part we of actually branding. do. Um, what? Yeah, we do, but we don't really, um, what do you call this? We don't really promote it as much right. because we have other brands lined up for promotion, but we do have them. We have fighter wines. That's amazing. And you doing this for just a couple of years and growing that much, I'm sure you have a lot of investors now. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> hopefully, You're maybe just doing it like... we'll see. <laughs> Amazing! Congratulations on Thank this. You. Thank you. I'm gonna look it up really, like later. Gonna check it. So yeah, like aside from doing like you're juggling a lot of things. Wow, you're such a superwoman, to be no. honest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> do you stream as well? You you stream, yeah. right? Games? Yeah. As what a games hobby. do you play? Yeah. Um, right now I am just stuck with Rainbow Six Siege. I can't stop mm. playing it. Mm. It's like a drug. So um <laughs> first <that's>, person shooter. <laughs> yeah. Um I st- I tried Warzone, but I can't seem to I mean it's not a bad game, it's just not for me, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I do play it sometimes with my sister. She also streams. and But yeah, I, I just like Rainbow Six Siege. I like the tactical um, aspect of it and having to co- 
coordinate with your teammates. Like a team leader right there. Is this the first game that you played though? I'm just curious. Okay, I, I interviewed someone as well. She's a streamer. And apparently you're also a streamer, right? Do you do yeah. voiceovers as well while you stream? How do you do that? Sometimes, especially when the game I'm playing has characters that I can imitate. So <laughs> it comes naturally. So I, I actually, now that you brought it up, I've actually done this clip or blizzard and um, oh my gosh yeah, so oh i i God. impersonated certain overwatch characters and you know you did and, yeah. oh <laughs> and you know um i got to talk to some of the the original voice actors that did those in they were like oh Holy that's heck. excellent like you did a great job I'm like oh thank you and, oh my um, god you, you were you starstruck i don't know yes <laughs> and blizzard themselves were like oh my god this, this is amazing you know it was like oh my gosh okay thank you <laughs> i did not expect it to to get to that point but thank you, <laughs> you Wait, give me a clip how was it like a sample voiceover man <laughs> overwatch <laughs> um okay if it's okay huh <laughs> yeah, it's fine. i just have to think of the i just have to think of the line it's been a while um okay i I'll, i can do two now I think. <laughs> let's hear so, it <clears throat> for diva it's more like um diva one bad guy zero is this easy mode And then you've got Tracer, and she's from England, of course. So it's like, um, cheers, love, the cavalry's here. And, you know, um, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> you are I'm good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know yeah. what? If I have a next season, I'm going to call you over and see if I can record you <laughs> my intro. Just call me anytime. <laughs> I'll be glad to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I work with a couple of voice artists already because yeah. I have like two seasons with voiceovers like for the intro and the art, uh, outro for for the podcast. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> You're really good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank this you. is amazing well, yeah i mean before we go over time and i know you have yeah. a lot of things to do as well you know like balancing it's okay all <laughs> um yeah before i let my guests go i think uh, i'll just go back to the title of the the, the podcast itself like wicked mm -hmm. thoughts right so yeah i know you shared a while ago about your 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 journey into your career and your challenges like if you could pick just one wicked thought that you can share to our listeners and viewers that probably you haven't shared yet to other people, what would be your main wicked thought? I would say, um, I mean, I already mentioned this a while ago, but I would like to expound on it. Um, always question everything. And um, I would also advise you to, if, you're, if you are struggling and if you feel like there's something wrong and you can't, sort of achieve what you really want to do and you think there are a lot of things that hinder you from doing what you do that you should start talking to people that you trust they don't necessarily have to be your family your friends if you don't feel comfortable talking to your relatives or your friends then talk to somebody talk to a stranger i i actually have a lot of people who approach me and who who send me messages saying that um is it all right if i speak with you or I talk to you about these things 
and you know um i know we don't know each other much but you know and i would always say yes and un unless i'm not in the right headspace to be talking to these people but most of the time i just say yes I, i'm tell me everything do you want me to listen or do you want me to give you advice and most of them usually just say i'll just tell me anything you want to say or is it, you know so so it's very important to ask these people if you just want them to listen or if you want if they want you to um give these advice or tips so um again if you're not in the right emotional state or in the right headspace to be talking to these people tell them don't force it it's, you're just going to do more harm than good and if you are struggling and if you feel like you haven't really achieved anything and you're already 30 plus years old it's okay you don't have to because people have these um wrong misconceptions that you have to be successful at this age you have to be like this at this age these are just expectations that will bring you down even further it's great to have goals it's good to have goals you can set goals you can write them down but if it doesn't happen um, according to your goals like in verbatim then it's okay then that means you can identify what went wrong and you can address those so just don't compare yourself, just live your life, you know, um, like they say, you, you actually have two lifetimes. The first lifetime is, you know, when you were born, you're a child, and then you grow up, and then your second lifetime starts when you actually realize that you actually just have one life to live. So um, it's very important to keep that in mind. And me as a non-religious person, um, I've accepted that I will not be, I will not have an afterlife or I will not have anything after this, which is also quite good for my part since the only life I'm going to work on is the life I have now. So um, that helps me. So if you have, if something else helps you, if your religion helps you in a way and, and, and serves as your therapy then go for it and you know just just do these things practice these things that help you become a better person because you want to become a better person not because somebody else or something else wants you to become a better person to achieve certain things do it because you want to do it not because of other people or other things Amen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and thank you, Veronica. Thank you for sharing your time, your talent, your energy. <laughs> I really appreciate you taking time and sharing. Yeah. Um, if they want to learn more about you, do you want to? Do you want them to stalk you over at Facebook, or do you want them to go <laughs> see your work? Um, I go under the name Veronica Croft. Um, Veronica with a K. Uh, Croft because I want to become an archaeologist and Tomb Raider oh, was my favorite game. that makes sense! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and Tomb Raider was my favorite game and actually <laughs> amplified my want to become an archaeologist, so that's it. But yeah, Veronica with a K and Croft. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I mean, no, yeah, I'm on Twitter as well and TikTok. I'm trying on TikTok. <laughs> I'll look you up on TikTok as well. Thank you, Thank you Veronica! Appreciate it. Bye -bye. That wraps up this
this episode from Wicked Thoughts. Thank you to our sponsors, Grow Libro, Boy App, Hire You, 13 Media, and Content Dash. And to our podcast partner, The Company. Make sure to subscribe and join the host on Patreon at patreon.com slash flare. That's Patreon slash F-L-E-I-R-E for exclusive content. Tune in for more Weekend Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.